everybody, and welcome to episode three of Stop Running From This, a Ghost Adventures review podcast. My name is Kim. And I'm Sam, and we're coming to you today with episode three of Ghost Adventures, Houghton Mansion, which is in North Adams, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the episode description for this is... Zach, Nick, and Aaron head to North Adams, Massachusetts to investigate the ghostly goings-on in the Houghton Mansion. (laughs) Formerly built in the mid-1800s, this prominent family experienced several tragic deaths in a short period of time. I mean, that's one way of putting half the family died in a car crash. And then ten days later, the, the dad died. Yeah, this was a rough one. Yeah, and I don't think I've actually seen this one before. I've only ever seen Ghost Adventures in reruns, and I guess I missed this one. Well, the Ghost Adventures reruns tend to focus on the more recent episodes, and this is, well, what? episode three. I'd seen Bobby Mackey. You, well, they go to Bobby Mackey's a couple of times. Okay. So, this was completely unfamiliar to me, so the, um... This is totally new territory for you? Yes. Leave me alone. No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It was was interesting. Um, I think we both have the same realization about the opening. It's super Zack-centric. It's like, I'm Zack, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, and I'm accompanied by Nick and Aaron. Yeah, they're here, too. (laughs) Look at me. Look at my biceps. <laughs> he does not actually say that. And there's not a lot of focus on his biceps. No, it's about his interiority. Yeah. Which. So yeah, the opening is super Zach-centric. And the first thing that popped out to us when they finally get to Houghton, Manch- Houghton Massachusetts... I think I tried combining mansion and Massachusetts there, and it came out as Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> anyway, when they first came to the Houghton Mansion, there's a Masonic symbol on the door, and we were both like, what the fuck? And then they go, oh yeah, it's a Masonic temple. And we're like, oh. oh. Which, okay, it's like, yeah, this family died, blah, blah, blah. And now it's a Masonic temple. I'm like, yeah, no wonder this place is haunted. Yeah, and it's... Okay, so there's a car accident. It's right when cars are new, so, you know, shit happens. Car accident. The two men in the car, like, walk out with scratches. One woman dies on impact, and the other one dies a day or so later at 3 p.m. exactly. Yeah, so what happened was the Houghton family went out for a drive with the chauffeur, John Witters. Uh, John sees car, or not car, he sees a cart with a horse, and so tries to move over past them, loses control of the vehicle, and he survives, husband survives, Mr. Houghton, wife dies and then a daughter. couple of days later, and the daughter dies on impact. I thought it was the wife dies on impact, the daughter dies a no, couple the da- days later. No, the wife died a couple of days later. Or maybe it was the daughter. I think it was the daughter. She died at 3 p.m., but yeah, so either way, the two women didn't survive, and then ten days later, um, the husband dies Of a from, broken heart. They say. I think it's really internal bleeding. Okay, that's a good one, because my question was, how do all the women die in an accident that all the men survive basically intact? It could depend on where they're sitting, actually. It could have had to do with where they were placed in the car. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if he was in the front seat with the chauffeur, they were in the back yeah. seat, and the back got more damaged, this is how they died. That would make sense. Otherwise, I'm like, this is weird to me. Yeah, I think it had to do with how they were sitting in the car. That's the only thing that would make sense. Because the same is true for vehicles. Like, if you have drunk driving accidents, it's never the driver who gets injured. It's always the passengers. Don't let your friends drive drunk. Stab them. Leave them on the side of the road. Or just, you know, make sure they go get some coffee and sober up while the coffee itself won't make you sober up the sitting there and having something that's not alcohol and hydrating well call a cab that too so before mr houghton dies john witters commits suicide because he's heartbroken he's like oh my god i killed them it's like the ultimate survival skill because that's what it is survivor skill he's like 
how to control the car. And it was a total accident. It's not like he did anything wrong. It's just, shit happens. And, but he felt awful. And so he committed suicide. With a horse pistol. Which, yeah. I guess that's a pistol for shooting horses? I would assume so. Um, super sad. It really is. Like, the whole story is really sad. And that's how we start off. You know, Zach is like, blah, blah, blah. I'm important. Let's go here. And it's, they tell this sad story, and it's... Sad. It's sad. It was a downer. But they are slightly redeemed, so they find the great-great-granddaughter of the Houghton... And she is so excited she's to so talk about her family and be on TV. And she's like, oh, wait, are we being recorded? Yeah, it's okay if we come in and we can talk about family. She goes, oh, yeah, sure. And she brings out the family photo albums and she's showing off pictures of the Houghtons and the mansion. And it's just so cute. She's just so excited to show her family photos. Yeah, and then he goes, are these the original picture? And she goes, yeah. And he puts his grubby little fingers on them. I was like... Stop. <laughs> I think there may have been, like, a protector on them or something. I hope so, because he just goes straight for the grubby fingers. <laughs> I think she was just happy to, that somebody oh, was being arrested. Oh my gosh, she was so excited. And I'm like, that is so cute. And the boys are super polite. Like, that, and this is something that's true. Like, whenever Zach introduces himself to somebody human in a lie, <laughs> he's always very polite. Yeah. And he's we'll so give him sweet. that. It was a little funny, though, because then he was like, the Masons bought the temple in, like, 1950 and bought the house in 1950 and made it into a Masonic temple. They're so mysterious. Woo! And then, like, there's all these Masons, like, on camera answering questions about the house, talking about how, how like, fucking haunted it is. They even do a little bit inside the temple portion of the lodge. Like... The thing I, is, it was so really funny. Part of the me. reason why it is funny. <laughs> part of the reason why Masonic temples and uh, the Freemasons in general are considered so mysterious is they don't really have public records, but they've been around for centuries, and we can't confirm that much at least. And each temple has their own traditions, so it's like tradition upon tradition, and some of them are super open, and some of them are super closed, and it's all very. Yeah, I Weird. just thought it was very funny how he's playing up how mysterious it is, and then he has, like, five different members talking about their experiences. Yeah, like, no, and they're totally, Unblurred, like, like, this guy's also a cop. Like... <laughs> well, I mean, I've never seen a Freemason, like, hide the fact that they were a Freemason. They're like, yeah, no. Wow. They might not tell you where the temple is, and they might and they might not let you in. That, once again, is temple by temple. But they'll always admit that they're a Freemason. Like, they're, they don't have to hide that. No, no, no. Like, I'm not saying that they have to. It just, it seemed like Zach was trying to make it like a, ooh, and then they're like, hey, hi. Also, when they had the police officer, who was a Mason, showing off the Templar sword, I was just like, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. That, I'm like, yep. That, that stereotype, if I ever saw one. Yep. That was a thing. That was a thing. Oh, my my note is, I love these accents. So homey. I mean, it's Massachusetts. Yeah, they're so close. Unlike uh, Birmingham or wherever Bobby Mackey is. Well, I kept thinking it was the whale. <laughs> Those people sound like they're from away, you know? Uh, Massachusetts, they're our next door neighbors. It's so homey. One of the dudes has a Bronx Zoo cap on. They did. I was like, oh my god. I'm I'm very happy. Like, see, uh, they're okay. so close. So after that, the one thing that really bothered me is they go to the um, what was it, the Hooser temp the Hooser tunnel. Okay, so the dudes like you see that wall over there. It's made from stones excavated from the tunnel down the way. Who's that tunnel? Who's that tunnel? Called the Bloody Pit. Um, So here's what bothers me. The Bloody Pit is a thing. This is not like something they were making. Yeah. This is a legit, well I say legend, but this is a thing that happened that there was a huge accident building that tunnel. Um, It's called the Bloody Pit. So this is actually the focus of episode two of Lore. Aaron Mankey. Because when they were talking about the Bloody Pit, I'm like, I've heard this. Yeah, people died in the tunnel. There was a major ex- accident excavation. 
why have I heard this? I heard this in lore and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, this was episode two. So they go into the tunnel briefly and they're like, oh my God, I hear things. It's scary. Let's get out of here. Oh. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. So you're right by this place that is famously haunted. Like the bloody pit is famously haunted. People have seen shit. But they don't investigate that? I'm like, wait a second. Hold up. I had a lot of questions there because I don't think I listened to that episode of lore. Well, you also just don't like lore. No, because he's always like, the real monsters were people. In this episode, he's not, but... Oh, that's good. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it. Because it's more of like, it was an accident. And like, there was just an accident. And he's like, I felt really bad. And sometimes things happen and it sucks. Sounds like him. He he has a lot of episodes that, like, especially early on, that aren't, like, and the enemy was people, and they're more, like, you know, yeah, there's a legend here, and it's about this family, and it's, like, not necessarily, like, a lesson in humanity. It's more of humanity, like, it's more of the good side of humanity, and not, like, oh, that's good. Because all the ones I listened to, it was, like, there was no monster, except ourselves. And I'm like, oh my god, die. Well, don't actually die. But like, let it, let it be a monster. Let it, let it be a goddamn yeti. Um, but I had a couple questions about this tunnel. Uh, is this an active railway in all caps? Because they're just walking on it. Okay, good. Because there is nothing... I was very concerned. And then he walks up to the tunnel and he's like, it's like a cold wind is coming out of it. I'm like, tunnels are cold. Yeah, no, it's not in active use anymore, um, which mostly has to do with the fact that it's still operated in, dis- in disrepair, as you can tell from the bricks falling. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, I don't know, I'm from New York. If there is, actually, there is a tunnel that is only used, like, once or twice a day in New York City, and they have a problem with homeless people. Where? It's somewhere on the west side. Who knows? They have a problem with Why people. don't we use that for Amtrak instead of, like, clogging the tunnels we do have? Which reminds me, why doesn't Amtrak stop in Binghamton? Hi, Amtrak? Huh? Huh? We're gonna send this directly to you, Amtrak. <laughs> I also accept donations in the form of rail tickets. Um... <laughs> we but, know you get that Patreon. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but... People congregate in there, um, homeless people, and it's a bit of a problem for, you know, use of the railroad, but you're telling me there's a disused tunnel, shouldn't it be, theoretically, just, just crawling with homeless people? Um, I think Adams, Massachusetts isn't that big a town. I don't have a concept of that, so. Yeah, so think of where you are, first of all. Massachusetts. Yeah, but not every place in Massachusetts is, like, huge. No, they root for the devil up there. That's just Salem. No, it's the Red Sox. (laughs) Oh. Oh, fair point. And the Patriots. And the Patriots. And the Patriots. Sorry, um, Massachusetts listeners, or, you know, New Northeast. New, New England. England. That that's the word. Uh, New England listener is we are we are not fans. I have great respect for your country. Uh what? <laughs> Oh New England. <laughs> New England? You mean the same country we're in? Technically we're part of the mid Atlantic, as New Englanders always like to remind me. Do you, do you mean region? <laughs> are you saying region when you mean do you mean region and you're saying country? Yes, I messed up and I was going with it. Um, I love New England. Like, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I love the people. I'm just gonna keep going. I don't love your baseball teams, and I don't love your, your football teams. It's fine. Everybody hates the Yankees, so they get on that, and then everybody hates the Patriots, so we could just join that one. Yeah. I also don't like the Cowboys. Let's just make this a universal... Also, like, there was a kid who, for his science fair project, showed how Tom Brady is a cheater. I love that kid. And the physics of how footballs need to be pumped. This is my child now. (laughs) 
Um, um, so yeah, so I was kind yeah, of so annoyed they didn't investigate the tunnel because that's a famously haunted location. And it's called the Bloody Pit, and they just walk in. They're like, "Was that a brick?" And then off camera count one, a guy running across the tracks, maybe. And I'm like, it could literally be a homeless person, like, or a teen. Or, or your mind playing tricks on you because it's fucking dark. Yeah. And then he's like, my note is, the tunnel we were told is haunted feels dark and bad. Like, great, great, great going. Um, also, so they go back to the Houghton Mansion. Um, uh, Mason shows them an EVP they captured that very clearly says, get out. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we hear people telling us to get out, like, fairly regularly. And I'm like, and then you don't get out? No. Why not? Because we're alive, and they're not. It's our place now. It's the ultimate colonization. (laughs) (laughs) What are they going to do? They're dead. They are going to haunt you. But yeah, no, in all seriousness, I was like, no, I wouldn't get out, because at the end of the day, y'all have left this plane of existence? I mean, sure, but if it's on a regular basis, I wouldn't be hanging out We could also just share it. Like, we're literally on different planes. I have my space, you have your space, we're good! And for the most part, the, uh, the apparitions and whatnot seem to be pretty... Just, you know, a servant looking out the window, um, Mary in her room being sad, the the master of the house being the master of the house, the and guy who committed also... suicide being the guy who committed suicide. And feeling and then, super guilty. Yeah, which, like, all of this, all of this tracks. And then there's also the little girl, and I'm like, what now? Yeah, they're like, yeah, there used to be a house here, so we're guessing they used the same cellar or whatever. Um... And there's a little girl, and we haven't been able to find anything on her, and she'll, like, push your little legs and play with your hair. Also, she's just in the basement, and I'm like, episode three is a good time for me to say I don't like, like, child spirits. I'm not a fan of those. Uh, dislike. Distrust. Yeah, I, in my notes, I have, little girl plays with you. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, like, press X to doubt, I guess. Um... That's me. I don't like that. Like, I would hope that every child that passes away prematurely goes on to a happy place full of, like, strawberries and ice cream and, like, you know, happiness, not chilling out in a basement playing with grown-ass men who are just way too happy to be chilling out with a little <laughs> ghost girl. Well, before so before ghost girl comes up, they also talk about the blue room that's very barren because they can't do anything with it because even though it's wired for electricity, electricity doesn't work in that room, but people still see the lights on. And I'm just like, nope. Yeah, that's a whole other nope. But, okay, sure. And that's the room where they see someone looking out the window. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the next couple of things I have in my notes are just like, what is going on? Like, I just want to how many X cameras do they have? I don't know. Because like every 30 seconds here, they're like, okay, so we're just going to put an X camera here, and an X camera here, and an X camera here. And oh. I hope they have plenty. I'm assuming they have a lot, but like, it's a genuine question. Like, how many do they have? Because I guess you need enough that like you have some extras in case something happens, or like you find more spaces to put them than you think you do. I mean, and this wasn't even the largest place. No, but there was activity, like, everywhere. Well, yeah, especially, well, we'll go into that. Yeah, um, also, so they're talking with a dude in the Masonic Temple, and I just call him Mustache Guy, because I missed his name. I missed his name, too. (laughs) But you know who I'm talking, he has, like, this handlebar mustache, but it's, like, pointing down. It is... It is not a mustache that belongs in Massachusetts. No, it is not. And then he has this tie. I'm just like, what is up with this tie? It it was just like splatters of color, but like it didn't look like space splatters. It looked like, I, I'm sorry, paint splatters. It looked like somebody trying to do a space design, but never real, 
didn't really know what that meant. Listen, welcome to Stop Running From This, a fashion critique podcast of ghost No, <laughs> this isn't even a fashion critique. This is just like, what are you wearing, dude? <laughs> Who gave you that tie? You need to, like, just cut them from your life. They are toxic. Gosh, I'm saying this, and his wife gave it to him, and it was like his birthday gift. Dump them 2019. Or maybe his daughter. Like, what? Imagine, like, his three-year-old daughter gave it to him, and I'm just like, oh, he doesn't have to wear it out of, he doesn't have to wear it to, a, like, a, a film shoot. Maybe also, he thought it was whimsical. They do a, a wide, I get my wide shots, they do a wide of the Masonic <laughs> Temple, and there's just, like, paint curling off of the ceiling in one spot where they probably have water damage. And I was like, you couldn't, like, repaint that when you knew... Well, maybe it. that's why they let the Ghost Adventures crew in. Yeah. Hey, pay us X money so we can fucking repaint our temple. Yeah, I do love, um, later on I have my notes, because Ghost Adventures goes in, and, like, they actually, like, focus in on the curling paint. <laughs> it was, it was... It, like, if that was my Masonic Lodge, I would be so embarrassed that, you know, they paid so much attention to the freaking curling paint. Uh, the other note that I made, because um, I wasn't sure if it was going to come up, is that the room that they they called Mary's room is just, like, chock full of fucking mirrors. Yeah, and, well, you know what they say about mirrors. I dislike them so much. Um, Okay. But mirrors capture the soul. Yeah. So if Mary was the one that died a couple days later, she died in her room? Could have. I mean, that's why the tradition is if someone dies, you cover all the mirrors. So they don't get trapped. Yeah. Also, you open a, a window. So I that didn't they know can that get out, one. Apparently. I didn't know about the window, I knew about the mirrors. I just. Because I'm not um, of I have Jewish friends that still do that. They cover um, all the mirrors, I think, for, like, three days I think morning. we did that when my grandfather died. Yeah. I don't know if we opened a window, but uh, I, mean, you I could was ask also your, a wee child. Yeah, you can ask your dad. Oh, he dad doesn't hold stock in all of that nonsense. Yes, but he would remember. He would. Because that's a Jewish tradition, regardless of whether you hold stock in it. Yeah. No, her dad is Catholic, but her grandfather was Jewish. Her dad's father. Yes. So, hence why yeah. he wouldn't know. Sorry, I felt like I needed to clarify because we've talked extensively about being Catholic before. Yeah. <laughs> but we're from New York, and it's just... We, or maybe we haven't, but I'm talking about it, it it's now. It's gonna come up. <laughs> we went to Catholic school together. It was a trip. That's how we met. All girls Catholic school. We got into shenanigans. Shenanigans, I tell ya. <laughs> so anyway, so they start the lock-in, which also I'm like, okay, it's like, this is how much, we, like, when we say we're locked in, we will drill a deadbolt on the door and be padlocked in, and I'm just like, why? Uh, why? I, I know you guys want to go the extra mile, but do you want to die? Why did you do that? That is a terrible idea. Zach, stop making bad decisions. Aaron, stop encouraging him to make bad decisions. And Nick, stop filming these bad decisions. <laughs> you want to know why I wrote for this? Um, mysterious girl with no bullshit drama. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you want to know about that, um... Zach has a Tinder profile. Oh, he doesn't he, anymore. Like he well, yes, it. he deleted it. But it was found. And that's that was in his bio. He was looking for a mysterious girl with no bullshit drama. Uh, and that's all I could think of as they are theatrically screwing in a dead vault to the outside of the door so they can be locked down. Look, these are the extent we go to. See, here's the thing. I mean, I gotta give Zach credit. He will go the extra mile, which is why I would swipe right, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he might have a camera crew um I don't think so cause apparently outside of Ghost Adventures he's like a very introverted person oh he's gonna talk about himself the entire time have you met my boyfriend yeah you're okay with that <laughs> Never mind. um so they they do the no, long I'm kidding. Film. he's great my he boyfriend is. he's, he's a sweetheart 
they start the lockdown with those theatrics and they go inside and uh, Zach goes straight in for the kill with do you still live with the guilt? Like shouting. And then the voiceover goes after we introduced ourselves. I made a note of that and I'm just like um okay um you didn't so much introduce yourself as that's like walking up to um that's a good example of this. Okay, let's say I'm at a funeral for, like, a family member and, like, someone walks up to me without even saying their name, like, you're gonna miss them. Like, yeah. Don't you remember all the good times you had? Like, oh my gosh. Don't you feel responsible for this death? Oh no! <laughs> like, it's it's just... It's what? like, what? I'm like, that, okay, way to be rude, Zach. Way to be rude as fuck. I'm surprised he doesn't get punched the fuck out in this house. Well, I mean, the guy has so much survival skill that he killed himself. I think he just went, yeah. <laughs> I think he went, how dare you talk to me like that in my own home. But also, yes. But also, yes. And yeah, the next thing that happens is they hear their motion detectors go off. And so they go upstairs to see what sets them off. They don't see anything. Hold on. Zach says, like, if you're here, knock over the camera. And I just want to fight him in the pit. <laughs> uh, why would you tell someone to knock over one of your cameras? That's... Do you know how expensive cameras are? I swear, sometimes you care about cameras more than people. People heal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn, Sam! <laughs> Cameras do not heal, and I don't have a budget. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they check the footage on their motion sensor camera. And there's a freaking shadow person running across the door, and I'm just like, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was dislike. I didn't like that. That um, was big dislike. Yeah. Especially, well, we'll get to that later. But, uh, then Zach feels like something hit him, went through him, fucked with his head, and I didn't know whether to increment my unwell count or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, something happens now. Now Zach's. I just looked at Sam and I go, so, uh, is that the start of your unwell count? That's the only one in this episode. Um. Yeah. Which, which is saying a lot, considering that immediately after that happens, they hear a fucking little girl. Oh, no. First he goes, did you not like what I said? And my note is, why would you think that? <laughs> but no, he hears a free, they hear a little girl. They say scream. It sounded more like playful to me. Yeah. Like a little girl laughing. But it was, here's the thing. It was louder than them. It was louder than them. And you hear it through the camera audio without enhancement. This is not like EVP, like they were list they like, oh yeah, we caught we, upon review later we caught this. Like, no, you hear at the same time they do, and it is loud as fuck. Like I actually jumped in my seat and like double checked that it wasn't like one of my neighbors. Yeah, cause uh it was so crystal clear, I really thought a child had run up to their microphone, you know what I mean? It was absolutely just chilling. I didn't like it. I, oh my gosh, did I not like that. And it, it didn't make me feel like, oh, child, it made me feel like, uh, I need to go to church. <laughs> it's like, we need to go light a candle now. Yeah. Um. Get a couple St. Michael medals. Are you, like, dragging me to church now after all this? I don't go. <laughs> Are you gonna make me go to mass? Do you wanna go for me? No! <laughs> You're the one who decided to do choir. Yeah, I only go for Christmas and Easter now. Oh my god, you've become a Christmas and Easter Catholic? I have. I, you know what? I need a break from priests. Well, you also decided to go to Catholic University of America after 15 years of Catholic schooling for some reason. Yes, because my pastor suggested it. Yeah, I went to public school after that. Yeah, I did my 15 right years in the system and then went to Binghamton. 
Well, I met friends who got me into Dungeons and Dragons, and that's how I met my current boyfriend. So really, when I met friends who got me into music and broadcasting, and that's how we're here, guys. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So child voice, so audible that we jumped out of our skins. Yeah. No, we were just like, the fuck was that? And then that is like, and then uh, like things kept happening. And in a way that was better than the Slossworms episode, because most of it was clear, or you could, like, directly see it. Yeah, but this was like, and now there's footsteps upstairs. And in real life, here, Kim's upstairs neighbors were, like, the noisiest. It's like, I have to admit, it was almost as if this episode was haunting my apartment, because we kept hearing strange noises. And then my computer was acting strange. Until the episode ended. Yeah, we couldn't pause or go back, so... Like, none of the mice worked. I thought my computer was frozen, but then once the episode ended, I had no problems. It was, it was, it was a weird time. It was really weird. And then, I swear, like, I've been here before, and your upstairs neighbors don't make that much noise. I mean, that could have been for a variety of reasons. They may have just been moving furniture. It sounded like they were moving furniture. Yeah, they may have been rearranging furniture or moving furniture. At... A time on a Friday night. Um, yeah. But it was, like, right upstairs. It was, like, a noise in your kitchen. And then your neighbors were coming home. It was a time. It was just... Yeah, this was... I was spooked. I was spooked! We were both sitting here spooked. And, yeah, and then they pull out the dark light, which I noticed she got good evidence on, and then they, like, never use it again after this investigation. Yeah, I want to tell you, you want to know why? It's because he kept calling it the buffering zone between our world and the ghosts. No, at one point he says, like, it's like a a light that, like, attracts moths and stuff, so they could come toward the light. I'm like, bro, that's just me. (laughs) And then he called it a buffering zone again. Come toward the light. I'm like, they're trying to move on, and you're providing this, like, fake light that makes it seem like they're moving on? Like, bitch, that's mean! Buffering zone. What does that even mean? What does that mean? I don't think souls have to buffer. No, I think what he was doing is, if you go onto the... If you believe in the theory that, like... When we're on different planes of existence, it might be separation by electromagnetic field, uh, by, like, um, we might just be existing on different frequencies, so to speak. Okay, so, it's, like, the quantum theory yeah. of spirits. Then it supposedly, um, kind of blurs the frequencies, and I realize that it's poorly scientific, it's like, yes, it blurs the frequencies, because frequencies can blur. Yeah, that's sure. not how quantum mechanics work. But you know what I. But you understand what I'm no, saying. No, I it's do. Like kind of blurring the zone, so to speak. So I, that's what he means by a buffer zone. It's in that little blurry area. It sounds like complete bullshit to me. It sounds like complete bullshit as I'm explaining it. Yeah, not even gonna lie. You but did I not un- make it better. You made I it more un- bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think he's trying to say, and I get it from like. So I'm thinking of it, actually no, I can't even use Rothko as an example, because Rothko, actually no, I can't use Rothko. Yeah, that Rothko's covers You know how Rothko, overlap. yeah, Rothko's covers kind of overlap, and you have a, that, that kind of like buffer zone where it's like a mixture of the two colors. I guess. That's what I, what I like, that's what I thought of when he said it. Oh god, I really hope the spiritual world is not arranged like a Rothko. I... No. I'd really prefer that not to be the case. No. I have strong opinions on Rothko. As do I. They're fucking paint swatches. Yes. Just big ones. Yeah, so uh, he brings up the narc light, talks about his buffering zone. I roll my eyes like 15 times, and then they're in Mary's room when this is happening, and they start taking still pictures. Yeah, and thankfully there's a temperature center because you know me in temperature, it's like, Temperature changes are something that's very clear. Um, and a rapid temperature change in a room that's a steady temperature is a big thing. So, like, temperature changes are the one thing that I'm like, okay, there's something fucked up there. Yeah. Well, I say the one thing. There's other things. But, like, that's one thing that, like, I trust. Yeah, because you can find a source of a draft or whatever, but 
for the most part, it's not going to be like a a localized temperature drop. Exactly. Uh, so they take pictures with the dark light, and the pictures are taken also have a temperature sensor, or the camera they use. Yeah, which I want to know where they got that, because want. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so they take the pictures, and all of them have, I think it was like 78 degrees? 75. Sorry, 75 degrees, and it's like standard. I think at one point it's 76, but like normal fluctuation like that is like normal. Yeah. Then it goes to 68. 64. In one, sorry, 64. In one picture. So that's a 10 degree drop. It goes 64 degrees in one picture. And there's a fucking mist. that I'm just like, the fuck is that? Uh, yeah. I, I, that. You see, I don't watch these things for them to find actual ghosts. You watch so, these things to make fun of them, like, floundering trying to find actual yes. ghosts. So when they find actual ghosts, I'm like, uh, it's time for me to... Uh, leave. This is no longer fun. <laughs> Which I'm gonna say you are a trooper because Sam normally does not do shows like this at night. I don't. And we just do the way our schedules go. We always film the, or film. We always record these at night and it is currently like 10 to 11. We finished the episode at 9pm and she just or we started the episode at 9pm. I'm sorry I didn't finish it at 9pm. Yeah. And she was here for, I'm like, do you want to do another? She's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to go back to my creepy attic with my with my ghostly roommate. And it's going to be fine, you guys. I'll be fine. I mean, you can always spend the night here. I have a harder time sleeping in places that aren't my bed, yeah. even when my room is, like, creepy. I mean, we, eventually, we should do a sleepover eventually. We should. But I have to be mentally prepared and have pajamas. Yeah, and we'll just do all the episodes. I no, we're gonna watch. <laughs> no, we're going to we're watch. watch like, no, because I'm gonna have to invite Chris for that. No, we watched it without him. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Sorry, Christopheles. <laughs> Our friend Chris messaged me today saying how much he wanted to see Tangled because he hadn't seen it. So he was saying he messaged me earlier today saying, no, it was yesterday because he was playing Kingdom Hearts three. And he's like, I still haven't seen Tangled. And I was like, I love how he says this like it's our fault. Like, dude, I've been yelling at you to watch Disney movies. Yeah, and he lives in the ass, well, not the ass end of New Jersey. He doesn't live like, in the ass end of New Jersey, thank God. Ugh. He lives in the no public transportation area of New Jersey. I don't own a car. That's okay, we'll just make him come here next time. It's like, if you want to see Tangled, you have to come here. Yes. In, uh, so anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, we we got a little stills. bit distracted, uh, and then this is when we realized your laptop was frozen. Yeah, and also what was it? It's like they're in the Masonic Temple, which needs a taint job, and Aaron goes to touch something, and Zach's like, "No, don't touch it. It might have powers or something." It might have powers or something. I'm like. Zach, they're masons, not fucking sorcerers. So, this leads me to believe that Zach thinks masons are wizards, and <laughs> I think that would be amazing. So, if there's any Freemasons out there, become a wizard. <laughs> or if you guys are wizards, please tell us. We'd love to know that. Yeah, we won't We won't put it on the podcast. Um, yeah, no, that, that's just for us. Yeah, um, I just want, I want to believe that you're wizards. Um, oh, right, before, before they did that, there was a musky, like, cologne smell, but let me tell you, when they said, it smells in here, I was like, it's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you you say it's the devil, I say, well, it's an old fucking house, of course it smells. Because <laughs> he didn't say it smells in here like, oh, it smells like cologne. Like, it wasn't not a, oh, uh, it smells in here. It was, it smells in here, which... To me, I interpreted that as fire and brimstone, uh, sulfur, and just, you know, the hot, hot heat of hell. It no. turns out he meant musky, like, old-time cologne. But no, that's my favorite part. It's like, yeah, it smells like musky cologne in here. I'm like, okay, so you're entering into a part of the house where, like, a bunch of men gather on a regular basis. This does not surprise me in the least. Yeah. Like, it... Listen, you have a little girl in this house that shouts... That's maybe a demon. 
that shouts into cameras, and then you tell me it smells in here, I'm going straight to Satan's Frosted Ballsack. Ball <laughs> <laughs> At least you weren't taking a sip this time. <laughs> no, I had uh, put down my drink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they go in, Zach thinks masons are wizards, please be wizards, and then he says, like, if you make a noise, we'll leave, and they immediately get a noise, and then they don't leave. No, that bothered me, because I made a note of that too, it's like, and then they don't leave, actually, my my notes go, they get the noise and don't leave, frowny face. My notes are just, I hate when people are like, make a noise and we'll leave, and then the spirit makes a noise, and then they don't leave. (laughs) I hate that. I really do. Like, why are you lying? I also hate when it's like, um, you know, give us a sign of your presence. And then you get one and you're like, holy shit. Like, bro, you got what you asked for. Say thank you. So yeah, he's like, oh wait, do it again. He's like, you got here, but super faint. So we'll enhance the audio. And I finally realized, I think he means enhance. I think when he says enhance audio, he means pot it up. Yeah. Essentially... When they enhance the audio, all they're doing is just increasing the volume. That's about it. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. It does. Because it's not like they're going to get an audio technician in for everyone. Though maybe they should. Um, I don't know. They do eventually hire Billy Tolly onto the Ghost Adventures. Yes, because he has hard eyes for... Okay. I'm sorry. So there's an Instagram video... Where, um, and this was just great, where they're, the whole Ghost Adventures crew is in some place cold, and they're shopping at a local grocery store, and Zach goes, it's Valentine's Day, and I'm single again, and he pans the camera over, and there's Billy holding a heart that says, text me, and when he sees the camera pan over, he wiggles his eyebrows, and I died laughing. (laughs) Just date Billy. God. I think Billy's actually married. Polyamorous triad. <laughs> um. Oh, and then he starts talking about the dark light again. And my note there is, he says ridiculous things so confidently. But you know what? I appreciate that he actually attempted to explain the equipment and how it works. Yeah. I, like, I, I appreciate that. I guess beggars can't be choosers um, in that regard. This was actually a better explanation of how it works. He doesn't go, it's a buffering zone. It's like, no, so what it does is it goes into the ultraviolet spectrum. I think he said ultraviolet. And then he says, but basically it's a buffering zone. Yeah, so it's like he doesn't understand the physics, but he does actually try to explain it. And I give him props for that. And he does explain, like, ultraviolet light versus visible light very well. And then he says buffering zone. I'm just like, Oh, and then he says, like, and ectoplasm, which I don't think ectoplasm is a type of light. I don't think there's an ectoplasm wavelength. But what do I know? I'm not dead. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, props for actually trying to explain your equipment. Oh my gosh. So as I was typing my, he says ridiculously, ridiculous things so confidently note, he walks into a door frame. <laughs> And then he immediately bra- blames his friends, like, oh, why didn't you tell me? And well, they're like, I was looking at something else, bro. Well, no, I actually get his point, and I'll explain. Well, yeah, no, it's dark, and they, he wants to use yeah, the nightlight. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's pitch black, and so they're the ones with the cameras and the, the um, night vision. So kind of the point of them falling behind him is that they could be like, bro, there's a door there. <laughs> he walks... Full face into the frame. To be fair, it's like, after he yells at him, he starts laughing. He does, after. After. I was just like, oh my gosh. In, in my notes, I have it as Zach walk into a door. A reminder that it is fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> Mine just says he walked to a door for blamed his friends like a boss. <laughs> also, I appreciate that he was at least trying to be nice to the ghost this time. I mean, he's a little demanding, Oh, but, he's so demanding. And he starts off the conversation with, don't you feel guilty? Like, <laughs> But, like, he's trying to be nice. He's not like, hit me! Or, like, be a dick! He's like, hey, so we're here to talk to you. My name's Zach. I'm with my friends Nick and Aaron. Don't and you feel bad about all of the things that you've done? We just want to talk to you. Like, do you feel bad about this still? Do you have anything you want to say? And, like, he does say it with a nice voice. 
he's demanding. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's still like, shouting. Well, he, to be fair, I have a feeling that Zach is the type of person who, if you say something like me, me hablo no ingles, he goes, oh, oh, okay. Do you know where the bathroom is? Oh, God, I want to cut my heart out just hearing that. Or, you know, it's like, or a person starts signing that they're deaf. He goes, oh, you're deaf, okay. I want to know what you think about this. Oh, my gosh. I so, you know, him. I feel like that's totally in character. Because it's not something that he would do, like, to be rude. It's just out of ignorance. He wants to, like, try to communicate. And I have a feeling that that's the same vibe. And that's the same vibe I got here. Where it's not that he's trying to be rude and he's shouting to be... He's trying to be heard. And he's hoping that if he shouts, like, it'll reach the next plane. <sighs> I just... Mm. Mm. But then they head down to the cellar and, uh... First mask. Because they're my peace masters. Well, t- that, that's fair. Also, I appreciate that he gets down to the basement. He's like, yeah, we're looking for the little girl. Or it might be a demon. Or maybe a demonic little girl is what he said. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. So yeah, Zach's like, okay, I'm going to stay in the basement by myself. Which, whatever. So Nick and Aaron go upstairs. And they're like, so what should we do? I don't know. What do you think we should do? And Nick goes... And Aaron's like, you know, the electric chair is kind of cool. You want to go sit in that? And Nick's like, that sounds like a good idea. And I'm just like, no. No bad idea. Bad idea. I don't know. I was struck by the thought that, you know what would be a more interesting show? The Nick and Aaron show. <laughs> and then they hear footsteps. And I'm like, the fuck was that? Yeah, Because once loud. again, hear it through the camera. Yeah, they're, they're loud like, fucking footsteps. That was not off camera. That was on camera. I heard that. The This house is just so full of loud footsteps. And, like, really obvious things. And also, they get a class... I think it was class A EVP of ran for help. Yeah. Which I think is Witters. And if that's true, it means he still feels guilty. And I feel so bad. Because he's like, I ran for help. And I'm like... My heart broke when I heard that. Like, it's yeah. not often my heart breaks when hearing an EVP. I'm like, oh my god. That, yeah, that one was, that one was that rough. Was rough. Though, right before, he goes, and then we had an EV. we're looking for EVPs, or ghost voices. I, I think we both rolled our eyes at that oh one. Oh my gosh. He, I know we asked for more explanations of stuff. I have a feeling. But electronic voice phenomena is good enough. I swear to God, their producers are us. And, like, we go into the past and, like, we try to direct him. And he's just, like, we're, like, Zach a little too far. <laughs> Ghost voices? Really? A little too far. Um, but then they go back to, to Pimps. Oh, no, they didn't go to Pimps. They went to a different company. It's the same room. They just had different men in there. Yeah, but it was a different team. Yeah. Like, they had a different name. It was, like, INVF or something. Yeah, fake Pimps. And it's the same day as the the Pimps episode. Wait, I couldn't tell. Was he wearing the same shirt? I I stopped trying to look at him because it just made me mad. But we do have to correct ourselves. It was not a fedora. It was a bowler hat. It looks still like a fancy bucket hat, which is because he has it pulled so far down that, again, he's talking to people and craning his neck like a confused vulture. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Like a confused vulture. Like, what, two weeks ago we had, like, an eagle... Jessica profile. <laughs> when you look at him straight on, and now we have like a confused vulture. I mean, Zach doesn't exactly have bird-like features. He's very bird-like, but he's got his head like pushed forward because he's trying to communicate with people and like show that he's excited. But he's got his like whole chin tilted up so he can see under this hat that is hiding whatever eyebrow mistakes he made. Like, girl, just get some dip brow and fix it. <laughs> I mean, you're in Vegas. It's not like they're not available. 
I know, like, go to Ulta, go to Sephora, just fix your damn brows. I mean, there's a Sephora on Miracle Mile that's actually pretty decent. All he needs is an eyebrow pencil. Whatever mistake he did, an eyebrow pencil can fix. But yeah, so, like, he's got his neck pushed forward, but then his chin pushed up, and it's, like, like a confused vulture. A vulture that doesn't really know what's going on. (laughs) So... But yeah, so they go to these guys whose names I can't remember, I'm sorry. They just weren't as memorable as pimps. Yeah, we were getting sleepy by this point. Uh, we had just eaten dinner, and so the itis hit. Oh, the itis. But they do describe the picture in Mary's room as the holy grail of ghost sightings, which I kind of get. Because it's an a- it looks like an apparition. Like, you can actually see a face and head and, like, hairstyle. Though I stopped trusting those people the moment he goes, like, it's like an ectoplasmic vision or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I think I just blocked that out, because I, I was too busy staring at the photo, like, I see the face, oh my god, that's a person, the fuck, the fuck, the fuck, because yeah. that's not matrixing, because, like, the pattern of the wallpaper is different from what looks like her face. It's, it's mad creepy. But also, anytime someone says the word ectoplasm and they're not talking about Ghostbusters, I I don't trust them. Yeah, I should give you the book, um, Spook by Mary Roach. That sounds like a good book. She goes into depth on ectoplasm and, like, how it's kind of BS. <laughs> like, I want to believe the whole spiritualist movement with, like, the the mediums that can, like, ectoplasm out of their mouth because it seems fucking cool, but also it seems fucking fraudstery. So much. So that's why I don't... You say ectoplasm and my brain stops trusting you. You take, like, a negative two to your persuasion rules. Play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. You do? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I, it's it's creepy because it looks so different from like anything else. It's definitely not matrixing because it's in front of the wallpaper. I even think like part of it's in front of the um the table. The table. Her face, where her face looks. I, when I first saw, it, I thought it was just like matrixing, and it was the wallpaper. Then I looked closer. And it's a different pattern in the wallpaper. It looks clearly like a face and does not match the wallpaper behind it. Because you could also see the wallpaper through the goddamn face. Yeah. And, like, I mentioned there's a lot of mirrors in that room, but she's not in front of... No, she's not, she's not near a mirror. There's a mirror on the desk, like, it's, it's, it's off, off to, to the, the side, side. But that wouldn't have been a reflection it or It wouldn't anything. have been a reflection. And I... Mmm. 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 But that's not the worst part. Oh no. Because then they they have these imps. Not pimps. Imps. <laughs> I think it was imps. Imps. There's no P in there. I don't know. I'm making it a P sound because is hard. Um, they they look at the, the motion sensor footage. The motion center footage creeped you. So you saw the figure standing in the corner. I didn't. Yeah. That's what I had seen first. And then I saw the flicker of movement. See, I just saw the movement. And that was enough to be like, oh, hell no for me. It's, it's a, and then they're like, yeah, you know, this figure is like kind of child sized. And I got full body chills. And I just said it again. And I got full body chills. I, I don't like that. Mm-mm. You don't like that? Mm-mm. Nope. So I just want to make something clear, because we're like, child, but we don't have a history of child. So Mary Houghton, the, the daughter, she was an adult when she died. Yes. Which is, we're not talking about a child and we say daughter died. No, we're talking about, like, what, like 19 or whatever? Like a yeah, person. Yeah, no. It's a, That's not to say that children aren't people. But, like, we're talking about, like, a, an adult-ish. Yeah. Um, and, like, Florence was the other sibling, and... She lived! She lived, and she had her own kids. Because we talked with her great-granddaughter! Yeah. And, like, these, um... These Freemasons are all like, yeah, there's this little child that, like, we think likes to hang out with us. Like, that's okay. And now there's a, a child shadow figure 
right before a child makes a loud noise? No. Just just all the no? No. All, all the no. My no. All the no. I don't. I don't like that. I like that about as much as I like crawling up a catwalk 200 feet in the air onto a platform that's slowly crumbling. Nice callback to last episode. So that was it for episode three, the Houghton Mansion. Yeah, if there's any summary to be made here, uh, don't trust children ghosts. Nope, they're demons. They might fucking be demons. They're, they're probably, probably demons. demons. Unless they died because of, like, plague or something, then they're probably children. Yeah. And just, I don't... Mm-mm. Yeah, no, just nope. no. No. They be fucking demons. And I don't, I don't fuck, I don't fuck with those. Nope. Just no. no. Just, just all the no. Dislike. All uh-uh. the dislike. I sleep with a rosary, y'all. I do not. <laughs> I have an extra somewhere. Oh, I have rosaries. They're okay. somewhere. I'm sure your mom has too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have like a Mary somewhere in my apartment. Oh, heathen. <laughs> but, uh, I'm says sorry. the person who never goes to church. Um, <laughs> I have my Evie. My Evie protects me. Yeah, I believe that. And I have a Baymax that's by my bed too. Yeah. Just don't, don't fuck with children. No, just don't. Living or dead, honestly. Like, I'm Children not, are little fucking beasts, man. I'm not entirely sure that children aren't monsters. Your child is perfect, of course. Yes, an no, angel. your child is an angel. We love your child. Yes, whoever they may be. And I do want to eventually have kids. I love being an aunt. Yeah, she's gonna be Auntie Sam. Forever. Yeah, because you get to, like, play with them and then drop Give them, them off back. and they're my problem. Pump them full of sugar and caffeine. And like hell you back. are. <laughs> oh my god, there's a uh, great uh, meme that was flying around of a babysitter who accidentally gave uh, the seven-year-old she was babysitting cold brew coffee instead of chocolate milk. Oh no. And at 12.30 in the morning, this child was doing handstands. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Slip that child to Benadryl. Benadryl will knock you out. Yes. Having been an allergy sufferer and having had take having to have had taken Benadryl to prevent anaphylaxis, it will put you to fuck to sleep. And if you don't go to sleep, you'll just be extra cranky. So go to sleep. Benadryl, because you can't sneeze if you're knocked out. <laughs> you can't go into anaphylaxis if, if you're, you're unconscious. <laughs> Anyway, in summation, don't fuck with children. Yes. Um, let those demons go. Let my demons go! <laughs> um, ectoplasm gives me hives. Like it. And, and dear Zach, take that bowler hat off. Zach, we said it last week, we're gonna say it again. Burn the bowler hat. What are you doing? Just burn it. We can, whatever went wrong with your eyebrows that you feel the need to hide them, we can fix it. We can fix it. We have the technology. <laughs> okay? I mean, this episode was like a decade ago. I hope he's gotten rid of them by now. Oh my gosh. I hope his eyebrows have recovered. Because yeah, that was bad. I didn't like it. It was so bad. I think it was the same shirt, but I couldn't look at him. I just... Well, they also spent less time focusing on him and his biceps. Yeah, or his... Ed Hardy. (laughs) You just can't get over it. You're just like, nope. It's so Vegas, but like in the tackiest way. Keep in mind that he literally owns a tourist trap called Zach Spagan's Haunted Museum. That's okay. I respect owning a tourist trap. I don't (laughs) respect looking like a tourist trap. Ew, burn. <laughs> so yeah, so that was episode three, Houghton Mansion. Join us every week for as long as we have episodes to go through. And we have so many. Oh I gosh. think there's like 20 seasons. No, each season has like eight episodes. We are going to be friends forever. 
I mean, well, statistics say if you can last seven years or last a lifetime, and we've reached ten. Actually, we've reached 10. more. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we reached ten I'm a couple so of years old. ago. <laughs> Shh, it's okay, because I'm old, too. Alright, so you you can send us an email with comments, like, that Freemasons are actually wizards. Please tell us. Yes, please tell us at stoprunningfromthispodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also catch us on Twitter at S at SRFT Podcast. And on um, Instagram at Stop Running From This Podcast. Yes. Uh, please do. And hopefully by now we're on iTunes and Spotify. Fingers crossed. So you can, should be able to find us there. If not now, then soon. Leave us a review. A nice review. Yeah, none of this one-star business. If you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Alright, and join us next Wednesday when we review the old Idaho penitentiary. That seems creeptastic. Let's do it. So y'all can't see it, but Sam's face was just like, um, what now? (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Alright, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye, Bye. y'all! I swear, sometimes you care about cameras more than people. People heal.